thank Pastor David and Erica for inviting us to be with you all. It's been a great pleasure getting to know all of you. And uh, I'm hoping that this morning we're just going to take a few minutes to, to get a little something from God. I was laughing with Sister Erica, who's uncomfortable being called the First Lady. Uh, in our church culture, that's kind of what the pastor's wife is called. But our church is kind of up to Annie. So we have uh, someone that gave my wife a moniker, and it's stuck. And pretty much everyone in the church calls her now the Queen She's Queen Becky. They don't call me king, but she's the queen. And so, you know, it's a good idea to uh, understand that we are royalty. We are kings and queens and God. And, and uh, we should be treated as such, but we should also treat one another as such. And so uh, I want you to turn to your queen, gentlemen, and just say, I love you, queen. Uh, some of y'all's men done left out. You're going to have to give this one to the later. Give them to them later. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you women, you have a place of honor, too, to honor your husband. We heard that last night. And uh, you can build up your house. Or you can tear down your house. You can build up your man. Or you can tear down your man. Huh? Nobody like to be tore down, right? So why don't you turn to your man? He's your man. Turn to your man and say, you are my king. You're my king. Again, you ladies, uh, I'm just going to give you permission not to do it. They left out. I thought Brother Dave was going to cause a problem in that newlywed game. And I thought, look at he, look what he's doing. He's causing some marriage problems that weren't even there. And then I'm going to have to minister to it. <laughs> Everybody say real quick, real quick. Just say, say that, say real quick. So, uh. I like a lot of talk back. I like a lot of sass. I like a lot of amen. And I know this is more of a teaching seminar. And that's why I have a handheld because I'm really trying. I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach. But I'm going to say some things. But I do like a lot of interaction. So if I say turn to your neighbor and say something, if you don't feel like doing it, you don't have to. But I promise you say, well, we don't do that in our church. Well, you're not in your church today. You're at the Gaylord Texan Resort. And so, uh, you know, so every once in a while, it's good to walk on the wild side. I have a little text. It's from Genesis chapter 1. And really what I want to talk to you about is having your marriage blessed. When you have your marriage blessed, your life will be blessed. When your life is blessed, your jobs will be blessed. Your career, your finances will be blessed. When you're, uh, when you're blessed, your kids are blessed. Uh, even if they're not blessed, you know, you lay hands on them and cast out the spirit of sugar. You're blessed. Yeah, we tell our kids, don't let them off from school. Don't come home stupid. You know, you're blessed to be the head and not the tail. And sometimes we forget who we are. We forget that we're kings, we're queens, we're royalty. We are someone in God. And I want to remind you of that here today. I think that you already know. Do you, do you all realize that if God is king over all the earth and you are his children, his offspring, that makes you what he is? Right? Do you all get that? Look at somebody and say, I am somebody. 
Now, look, we're not, we're not going to get proud. We're not going to get lifted, not going to get conceited, not going to get um, somehow thinking that we're better than anyone else. But you don't do yourself any favors, husbands, wives, and relationships, by thinking you're less than. In fact, nothing in the gospel teaches us that we're less than. In fact, he says that we're more than. Because we serve the God, and we are of the God who is more than enough. He's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, that, which makes us more than enough. You have more than enough. You have more than what you know. You say, I'm coming to the, this relationship. I'm broken. I don't, I don't know how to fix this situation. But you are more than enough, and you have more than enough. You have more than you know. And today's text is really the first blessing that God gave in the history of the world. He gave it to Adam and Eve. And uh, if I can find in my Bible where it is, I'll read it. So verse 26 of chapter 1 of Genesis says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God said, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. If you move down to verse 31, it says, Then God saw everything that he made. Indeed, it was not just good. It was very good. So as good as your relationship is, it can not only be good, it can be very good. Good. Look at your neighbor and say, very good. Look at your spouse. I always say neighbor, but you're here with your, your, uh, your lovely husband or wife. Father, we ask for God-breathed inspiration today. We ask, God, that you fill this house, not just with the words of man, but with the words of God. Write them on the tablets of our heart. Expand our consciousness, our mind, our awareness. Let us be aware of the Holy Spirit in us, around us, through us, in us, as us. Father, let us begin to move into a new stage and a new age of our relationships. Let every marriage go higher in you today. We know there are always higher heights and deeper debts. Let the good marriages become better. Let the shaky marriages become stable and strong. God, establish deep roots. Let ministry, let ministry go down deep today, Lord. Let the word of God be sharp sharper than a two-edged sword, excising soul and spirit, joint and marrow, dividing asunder and going in right where it's needed strategically and surgically, individually to everyone that's here today in the way that they need it. And God will be careful that you give honor and praise and thanks for it. It's in Jesus' name we ask. And let all God's people say a big amen. 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 Will you just take a moment and... 
take me back to my roots, take me back to the way I'm comfortable ministering and maybe put your phone in your lap for a second or your pens down and just give the Lord the biggest hand praise that you can. Just clap your hands one more time. It's not for me, I promise. It's for him. And when we do this, when we praise, we invite promise. Amen. 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 I want to talk about getting your marriage, your, your life, your relationship, and everything else blessed in the way that God spoke the blessing to the very first couple. Now, if you find that you're a little dysfunctional, that you put the fun in dysfunction, that your life is a Jerry Springer show just waiting to happen, that, you know, you got crazy cousins that come to the family event that somebody's going to end up in jail. I, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm talking to the wrong crowd. You are, you are a little more high class. But there's issues and you got tissues because there's crying and there's good buying. And, you know, somebody probably has had the experience when you're fighting and fussing and you're out in a yard in your underwear and somebody calls the cops and somebody's going to jail and... Maybe that's not anybody here. I'm just kind of talking to that corner of the room because I, I feel like maybe I'm in the wrong place. And I, I want to encourage you because the first family, the first family, they were a little messed up. They were a little messed up. And God, knowing the end from the beginning, knowing what Adam and Eve were going to do, blessed them anyway. Look at your husband or your wife and say, he's going to bless you anyway. In fact, he's going to bless you in advance, not because of what you did or you didn't do, but because of the end that he sees in sight. See, God who begins a good work will always complete it. He is the author and the finisher. He is the alpha and omega. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. And if he's the first and the last, the A to the Z, that means he's the B for bankruptcy. That means he's the C when the car breaks down. That means he's the D when you're depressed. Every letter in between, God is going to be with you every step of the way. And he blesses us in advance. The thing is, is we don't always realize or walk in the blessing. We're not cognizant, we're not conscious, and we're not aware that God has blessed me. God has blessed us. The first blessing that he gave out, he gave it to Adam and Eve. And in giving it to Adam and Eve, he gave it to every one of us. So put your hand on yourself and say, I am blessed by God. Catch your spouse by the hand, your first lady, your queen, and say, we are blessed. We're blessed. We are so blessed. Just that little thing right there was worth whatever you had to pay to come. It is because when you realize and you walk in in appreciation of the blessing, you invite so much more to come to you. And when you walk in the thought that I'm not blessed, I'm cursed, things are going wrong, and you're seeing that wherever you're looking, that's where you're going to go. So there are three elements, I think, to the first blessing that I just want to give you, and it'll go very fast. Three elements. The first blessing that God gave to Adam and Eve was the blessing of connection. Connection. It says, he created them in the image of God. God. 
So they already had a God connection. You already have a God connection. When Satan, the serpent, came to deceive Eve, the deception wasn't, uh, wasn't going to be that, hey, uh, eat this and die, because God had said that. The deception was, is eat this and you'll be like God, when they were already like God before they ever ate the apple. Because they were created in the image of God. And you have to think, how is God? How is it to be godly, godlike? How do I want to be? What would Jesus do? WWJD. And so when I start thinking like that, I have to realize that I have a divine connection. It says he created them in the image of God and then he spoke to them. We sang a song growing up and probably you all know it. Somebody used to think that God's name was Andy. Did you all, you all heard that? You know why they thought that? Andy walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. I can tell not all of you have been long-time believers. That's all right. But God walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. Just read the, the, the Genesis account. He never not wanted to have a relationship with Adam and Eve. But when he blessed them, when he, the blessing, the first blessing that they got was that the God of everything, the God of all, the God that would create them, would actually come down and speak with them. We sang it this morning. Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. And some of you all have been talking a lot with Jesus. And you need to sit a spell and let Jesus talk to you. Because you have this connection. This connection that you have to the divine connects you to everyone else that is connected to the divine. We call it the divine triangle. As the two parts of a marriage, of a relationship get closer to God at the top of the triangle, they also get closer together. And when you realize, when you want to put your hand on your hip and let your backbone slip and tell your partner how they didn't do this and why didn't you and all that, you're forgetting that they're connected to the divine too. I love what he said, don't, don't hurt my daughter, don't hurt my baby. Now, it goes both ways, ladies, because you all know that ain't nothing meaner than a mean girl and men can be a little bit more uh reserved with what they say because you know they they you know men are from mars and women are from venus and women have more words and so because they have more words they're going to use them right that's right thank you see i got one person from england that gets it <laughs> i love this i love how international we got Colombia in the house, and we've got Nigeria in the house, and we got Beaumont, and we got Germany. He said there's a German shepherd. We got Cuba in the house. I said Beaumont because we lived in Beaumont, so we know. We know. Thank God you got here. We got England in the house. We got, where else am I missing? Iraq. I love that. I love that. I'm just from, I'm just Virginia. I'm just Oklahoma. I heard that too. Auntie M, Auntie M. Uh, I guess that was Kansas, right? 
<laughs> Kansas? <laughs> so, you know, you all may not get some of my humor, and it's all right if you don't. I, I don't. I don't need a rim shot. I won't be here all week. I'm just going to be here today. But when we understand that we are all one with God, and, and so the Shema, the Hebrew saying that all is all Hebrews, no, all is uh, all uh, Israelites, all Jew, Jewish people know is, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord." Not a whole bunch of them. Aren't you glad he didn't confuse us? Just one. And we can fixate and focus on the oneness of God without realizing it's the oneness with God that he's trying to get us to. Jesus said, I pray that you become one in us. And when you become one and connected in God, that oneness with God brings you into oneness with your spouse. And when, if you're feeling dis connected. You're feeling like maybe you just don't even believe it like I'm saying it. I promise if you'll just be still, if you'll just be still, like my sister said her first favorite verse, be still and know that I am God. This same God who spoke to Adam and Eve will speak to everyone here. And sometimes you just need a word from God. And you're dealing with relationships and you're dealing with feelings. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. You're dealing with personalities and you're dealing with sometimes, how many would say in your relationship with God, sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. You've played the hokey pokey with God. You put your whole self in, you take your whole self out, right? How many would be honest and say that your relationship has been a little, it's almost like a lamp that you would buy that's got a little loose connection. You know, you turn it on, the light didn't come on, and you realize it's just come loose from the, from the, uh, from the wall, and you've got to push it in. And that's what all of us have to do to have a better relationship. Push in and connect to God and be connected to God, and you'll find that when you connect to God, even if your wife, and I have lived this, I can testify, even if she don't want to do right, you're all right because you got your peace and your oneness with God. Oh, yes, I said it. I don't regret it. <laughs> In my church, I'll say, everybody say, hey, oh. Connection. That's the first blessing that he gave Adam and Eve, and he didn't take that connection away when Eve ate the apple. He didn't take it away. In fact, he said that even those that don't know him and don't call on him and don't believe in him, he's not far from any. He's not far from any. How could he be? You're his creation. And as his creation created in his image with this powerful connection that we have with God and one another, we have the ability to create the, e the Eden, create the world that we want to live in. That's what your connection brings you. He said, I'm going to put two people down here on the planet. I'm going to put them in a paradise. Eve ate the apple, got him evicted. Jesus came back, said, I'm going to be the second Adam. I'm going to provide you entrance back in. I'm going to restore this connection. We've got our connection through Jesus. Say amen if you believe this. you got your connection. You can have entrance to the paradise that you want to live in. Be aware that in every paradise, in every garden that you create, there's still a snake there. 
There's still a serpent there. There's still a, a deceiver there that's trying to trick you out of your blessing, your marriage, your estate, your family. That's why we say I've seen people in marriages over the years with, with church, having a church. We've had our church for almost 17 years, and I've worked in church all my life. That it amazes me the people that will take happiness and throw it away with two hands. Because we have the ability, the, the, the connection we have with God and the ability to create works in the positive and the negative. You can create an Eden or you can create the opposite of that. You can create a happy home or you can create misery and mess for everybody. It takes two to tango, right? It takes two to make it work, but only one to make it not work. So how many are going to be that connected? You know that's your blessing? The second blessing, y'all going to like me today, is the blessing of abundance. The blessing of abundance. The blessing of abundance. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say subtract. He didn't say divide. He didn't say do calculus. He said multiply. Multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Now, how many believe that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein? So this principle of the earth belonging to God. Look, we don't abdicate. God didn't abdicate his throne. The earth doesn't belong to the devil or the devil's crowd, or, or it, doesn't, it doesn't belong. It belongs to. In fact, the Bible says the meek shall inherit it. So I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up my peace. I'm going to rule and reign with Jesus right now because he's ruling and reigning right now. Right. And so the earth is his, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Then he tells Adam and Eve in a blessing to be fruitful. Look at your neighbor and say, it, or your spouse and say, it's what you are that I love. It's what you are. It's not what you have. It's not even what you can do. It's what you are. Be fruitful. You are fruitful. You do have this principle of abundance in seed form on the inside of you. And the detriment and the problem in a many relationships is they deal with lack or poverty or I don't have mentality. And it can apply to finances. How many have ever fought about a bill? You, you ran up that dealer's credit card. You knew better than that. I'm, I'm talking to that corner right there because y'all are an international group and you don't know what I'm talking about down south. I don't, I, y'all don't get it. I don't. But arguing over money, over are, are those things. But sometimes it's, you don't spend enough time with me. You don't tell me you love me enough. It sounds like I'm like speaking from the woman's perspective. I don't mean to. But it could be the, it could be the man saying that. Could be the husband saying, you burnt my toast. You don't make me dinner. You don't bring me flowers. <laughs> and it's still a, I don't have mentality. And that's not the blessing of God. The blessing of God is fill the earth. Be fruitful. It's what you are. Multiply. Now, he told Adam and Eve and gave them an instruction to do something that he had already done. Because everything about God is abundant. And when you have that connection to God, you automatically step into an abundant mindset, an abundant uh, 
abundant living. In fact, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you would have it. So you all know the Bible, right? Abundant life is what we have in God. Why do we have it? Because it's part of the initial first blessing. He told Adam and Eve to fill something, to fill the earth that was already filled. So he wasn't saying you do you he wasn't saying that you have to do this or it won't get done. He was saying you participate in this. You you get in conjunction, you be fruitful, you multiply, you fill the earth because I've put you here and the earth is mine and the fullness of it and they that dwell therein. So abundance is part of your birthright. And when you bring abundance the abundance of love, the abundance of good things, the abundance of appreciation into your relationship. When you bring abundance into your marriage, you don't come with, you know, we say baggage, but really what you're coming with is, is a bunch of empty Walmart bags. You're, you're coming with a bunch of stuff you don't want into a relationship. But what if you came into your relationship and you can come into the relationship into the blessing, into the understanding and the comprehension of the blessing this morning and you say, I bring something to the table. I can't do everything, but there's some things that I can do and nobody can do it like me. And you come into this with an awareness of your value, an awareness of your connection, an awareness that what you have is not less than, but it's more than. You appreciate what you have to bring to it, and then you appreciate the abundance that your partner is also bringing into the relationship. You don't look at them as less than, or why can't you do it this way? And uh, sister so-and-so, she does it like that. Why can't you be? No, you don't bring that. You see that person for the abundant blessing that they are to you. Because that God, uh, let me call some names here. Tanya, God gave David to you, right? Alex, God gave Rebecca to you. Rebecca, Becca, God gave that big old six foot five country German guy to you. I told him today he was a big and he didn't know what I was talking about. He thought I was calling him a big. I said, no, not a big. You are a big. <laughs> we all have something to bring. What would happen if we, we saw ourselves as so abundant in God that we brought that abundance into our relationship? relationship? How much better would our marriage get? Isaac, you would be like the Isaac in the Bible. You would just be bringing it. And all of us have the ability to do that every time, every time. One more blessing, one more element of the blessing. So you've got your connection. How many of you are connected? You've got your abundance. You bring something to it, right? Bring something to it. The third blessing that God gave Adam and Eve that he gives to us is the blessing of authority. Authority. So he said, be fruitful, multiply. Fill the earth, and then have dominion. Have dominion. Have it. You got to have it. Authority is something that has to be given. And he, Jesus taught, and he said, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. And then he turned around and said, behold, I give unto you power 
authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now, we, are, we should be very aware now that we live in a world that's fallen. We live in a world where there's an enemy. We live in a world where there's folks that just don't want to do right, and sometimes that folk that don't want to do right is you. Sometimes the enemy that we deal with is the enemy in a me. I can be my own worst enemy. So when I talk about authority, all authority, all authority over all the power of the enemy, even if it's me being my own worst enemy, and this is where I want to go with authority because I know we got some good teaching on uh, the husband being the head, the wife submitting and the husband loving the wife in order and I believe in order Adam was first and Eve came out from the side the the rib of Adam it didn't come up from the head didn't come from the foot should be at Adam's side as a, a helpmate and so we're we're two together right and so we I don't want to undo any of that we understand proper order but I do want to say this husbands you can't make that woman do anything you can act like you do, and she can even act like you, d you do too. But in, in order, in, I mean, in, uh, in the blessing of God, when God gave man and woman, them, authority or dominion, he gave it to each of them, and the authority that we have is the authority over ourselves. We have power over this. So some, somebody said, I can't help it. I just get mad. I can't. Yes, you can. You're the only one who can help it. I can't help it. I just spend too much. I spend too much money. Yes, you can. You are the only one that can do it. You have to get something about yourself that owns the authority that God has given you. And unless you take power over you, unless you take the authority over yourself in in your relationship, you got to take ownership for what you do, not for what she does. So we've been married for thirty years. For the first 10 years, I'm just going to be honest today, it was, it was pretty rough. And it almost ended. I think everybody has that to you. You know, almost the time, almost the time. Uh, car peeling out of the driveway. <laughs> this has been some stuff. But the last 20 years has been peaceful and blessed. And the reason why it is, is because I realized and she realized that I can't do anything about her and she can't do anything about me. The only thing I can do anything about is me. And when I begin to fix on me and get my connection to God and understand my abundance, I don't walk in lack, I walk in abundance, then I have an authority over myself that I bring into a relationship. Now, I love the way this is worded because everything means something more than it does. You know, people get, they get so sidetracked about the uh, creation account in Genesis 1, and I love it. You look at my Bible, all that writing is, there are different sermons. There's probably 10 different sermons out of that one passage because it's the gift that keeps on giving. The Word of God is so rich, and it has to be mined out. There's things in there Y'all believe that? It really is. But it says to have dominion first over, it says uh, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea. That would represent things which are beneath you, things are, that are, are lower than you, things that are under you. 
And anytime someone gets out of whack, they get out of a situation, this is where addictions come in. It's where the body starts taking over where the mind should be in charge, where you start saying you lose control. How many be honest? There's been times when you've just lost control. You've lost your control of your temper. You've said things that you've... Now, I remember one time, and this is not even in my personality, I picked up the coffee table and I just threw it upside down. <laughs> I, don't lose, I don't know why I was mad, but I got mad. I thought I would try to smash something. It didn't even smash, and I didn't break it. Pitiful. Just try some punch a wall, bloody your knuckles. Just lose it. Lose your mind. But you have authority. Those things are beneath you as children of God. Any addiction that tries to come, it is beneath you as a child of God. You will have a divine connection. You are created in the image of God. Use the authority that you have on the things which are beneath you. And then it says the birds of the air. So our minister last night ministered on that, how we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of darkness, um, principalities of the air. So we understand that there are some things that sometimes govern us or are over us, and in, in, in especially in a in a society where we have governments and we have things, and there's sometimes spiritual forces at work. I'm going to tell you, we do not walk. We do not walk with the thought that the devil's any match for us or God or the God in us. And if you got this epic battle in your mind where it's just God is going to eke it out. You got it wrong. You got it twisted. It's not the way it is. Any devil that exists is on a very short leash. And the leash usually is held by you. And how much room he has is usually how much you give him. And so whatever devil, whatever you want to call it, that's trying to insert itself over you, I go right back to the initial blessing that God gave to Adam and Eve, and he gives to me and you, and it says, I have authority over the birds of the air. I've got authority over the dirty birds <laughs> and the doves, the good things and the bad things. And then, the, then it says authority over the underneath, authority over the birds, and then over every living thing that moves. That's lateral authority. I have authority to move in the earth and be who God has called me to be. And every couple that God puts together, it says he created, uh, in his image, he created him. And then in his image, he created them, them, the two. So there's nobody left out in this. Everybody has an authority over ourselves. Here's the problem. We don't operate in it. We don't walk in awareness of it. We think that somebody else can get your goat. If they can get your goat, let them have your goat. Don't have a goat anymore. I love what the lady said last night when she decided that the fight's not worth it. I'm just going to be gracious that that's when you win. 
And everything in the kingdom of God is a paradox. It's upside down. If you want to get exalted, you got to humble yourself. You want to be blessed, you got to give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's crazy stuff. But this is the authority to, to, to actually prosper and be blessed and be who God has called us to be together. Now, God has called each family, each couple here to be blessed. And the individual blessings for you are particularly uh, specific to your giftings and who you are and the sum total of the environments that you came up with. And we all come from different places, and we bring these things to the relationship. We bring these things to the table, and the things come together, and they collide, and they create worlds, and they can either create an Eden, a garden where there's, there's still a snake, or they can create this exit from the garden, this, this place that just exists. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in less than the blessed. I don't want to live in less than what God has for us. I don't want my children to experience less than that connection to God, that abundance and that authority. Now, this authority gives us authority. And this is the last thing I'm going to say. Help me. You know what to say. <laughs> Should give me the cutoff. So God created us in such a way that we have a mind, we have a spirit, we have a body. We're triune in being, right? And so many of us walk with the body in control. I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. I'm sleepy, I'm going to sleep. Uh, you have an autonomic uh, system that, that causes your heart to beat, your lungs to breathe. You don't have to think about these things. Uh, if, th if you think about your life and the, uh, the patterns and the habits that you do every day, you'll wake up in the morning. You'll probably do the same thing almost every day. You'll, you'll run the restroom. You'll brush your teeth. But think about it. You'll, you'll maybe, maybe you pray first. Maybe you, but, but people get these habits established, and then they begin to do them automatically, autonomically. We just become in this, this thing where we, we start getting in a pattern and a routine and a routine can become a rut. And it's the same thing in relationships as, as you begin to, as, you know, 35 years, you know him. You know he's not getting rid of those shoes. He likes those shoes. <laughs> and don't you dare throw those shoes away. Just let him be. And these can be so comfortable and they can be so, God gives us this thing so that we can really develop good and healthy and safe and wonderful habits. But like I said, this works in the positive, this works in the negative. You have a mind, with your mind, with your brain, you think thoughts. Everything exists as a thought first. Nothing, including the table you were sat at, does, did not exist before somebody thought of it. They thought about the carpet, they thought about the colors, they thought about the Gaylord. We're existing and living in something that has been thought up. And everything that you experience in your life is a byproduct of what you've been thinking. And so if you think your marriage is in trouble, you think your, your partner is this or that, whether it's negative or positive, how, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now I want to connect the heart. Because when you connect the heart, what you're doing is you're connecting thoughts to feelings. Thoughts and feelings. Thoughts and feelings. Those are the power. This is a dynamic duo. It's not just how you have a, th a thought. 
It's how you think about it deeply, how you think about it deeply. And so when you understand that, that your, your thoughts are electro, electric, your brain actually lights up when you think thoughts. Did you all realize that? And when you create a new habit or you do something new, you create a new neural pathway in your brain that lights up a different part of your being. And then when you bring feelings into it, look at your neighbor, look at your wife and say, it's all right that you feel so deeply. The feelings magnetize the thoughts back to yourself. You become your own electromagnetic field. You walk in this authority, in this connection to God, that everything you're thinking and feeling deeply is coming to you. You walk on your job, and you're thinking that they're talking about you, and you're feeling like stuff is just shady, and that things are going down, and the next thing you know, sure enough, you don't, you don't even realize that you participated in it happening because you are created in the image of God, connected to him with authority and abundance, and everything that's showing up is a manifestation of what you're thinking and in your feeling. So here's the good news behind that. Do you know who has authority over your thoughts? Jesus does, but it's Jesus in you because Jesus is not going to make you do anything. Your wife will or try. Your husband will. I was thinking about that man that said, told his wife, I'm sick of church. I'm not going to church. You just give me one good reason to go to church. And the wife said, you're the pastor. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Maybe I will stay all week. But really, who has authority over what you're thinking? I want you to take a a little minute. And I don't know if you all have some, like, soft instrumental music. Maybe you could just play. I want want us to just take a little inventory. Is it all right? It's all right. We just, if, if God blessed Adam and Eve, what of us, what if all of us as couples, we today receive the blessing. We receive that same blessing of connection, of abundance, abundance. Can you imagine? Can you imagine not ever have, having to worry about another thing? He said you were a banker. Can you imagine if the bank was yours? Abundance. You know what's in that bank. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> and here's the thing is, that's so good. It's so good, and it's so right. Every one of us, is, we're going to have a pity party every once in a while. We're going to have a somebody done somebody wrong song day. We're going to have that. The, the key is, is don't stay there long. I, I told our pastor, our pastor, Brother Tom Lowe, is doing a marriage seminar in Houston, so we, we taught this week. I was, and this is the first time we've ever done this. So, you know, if, it, if it's not very good, you just talk it up to that. Love me anyway. I love y'all. Uh, but I said, I don't know what I'm going to tell them, folks. I guess I'll just tell them if you're going through hell, keep on going. If you're going through hell, keep on going. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm walking through it. I'm not setting up a camp. I'm not building up a house. I am moving through it. I will fear no evil because he is with me. He's my comforter. He's my rod, my staff. He is bringing me and bringing us to where we desire to be and where he wants us to be. He is going to complete the work that he begins in us. And we have to believe that we have the blessing of that or there's no hope. There's no hope. But you have sometimes to take inventory. Where have I resided in my thoughts toward my relationship? I used to live in, in the first 10 years of our relationship because of some dynamics that we've have, had going on because we're both some totals of our environment. Nothing bad about her, nothing bad about me. It's just we're human beings. But I would wonder what's going to happen next. What's she going to get mad about next? He, she probably remember, what's he going to do now? And we were expecting it. And because we're created in the image of God, when we expect it, it works in the positive and it works in the negative. It's the power of binding and loosing. And I, I, I love that they mentioned that uh, last night, but it's more than binding spirits. It's binding means not allowing, resisting. And, and loosing means allowing or letting happen. And so how many know that you can stop something bad from happening, happening to you in the spirit just by taking authority? Y'all believe that? That's a believer's authority. But how many know that you can stop good things from coming to you? Works in the positive, works in the negative. You do it in the earth, it's done in the heavens. God backs it up. Loosing is allowing. How many know that you can allow some bad things to happen in your life? And when you allow it, God allows it. Isn't this a different way to think? These are the keys to the kingdom. But when you allow, like today, I hope that you're in the, the, the attitude of allowance. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to write some things on the tablet of my heart. Maybe you won't remember a whole lot of this, but maybe you'll just remember, maybe, maybe to this, God is blessing me. He has blessed me. It doesn't matter what I've done right and what I've done wrong. God blessed Adam and Eve knowing that they were going to eat the apple, knowing that they were going to get evicted from the garden. Jesus Christ was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before he ever came 2,000 years ago, it was already done because that's the kind of God we serve and that's the kind of image we're created in. So will you just bow your hearts just for a moment? This is a little bit individual because we're, we're trying to get marriages together, but see, you can't do anything about her and she can't do anything about you, but you can do something about you today. And Father, right now, as I, I breathe these words of blessing upon your people, these people who have a sincere desire to serve you in newness of life, and these people, God, that want to be connected to you to operate in abundance and authority and see not only themselves blessed, but generation to generation, their children's lives, God. Lord, show up in all kinds of ways. Lord, astound them with mighty miracles and word, uh, works confirming the words, Lord. Let signs and wonders confirm the words that fall off my lips today, Lord. Let none of these words fall to the ground, but let them fall into the, the tablets of our heart, God. Write them upon our tablets of our heart. Let them 
be in the forefront of our thinking, in the theater of our mind, God. Let us see these things clearly, God, that we are connected. And Father, right now, I want everyone as they're taking the uh, thought of their thoughts, they're thinking about what they've been thinking, they're thinking about how they feel, that they would take conscious authority and control over it and say every thought that Every thought is going to be brought into the subjection of Jesus Christ and under the authority of Jesus. That whatever things are pure, whatever things are good, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are beautiful, God, we're going to think on these things. And God, we're not only going to think, we're going to begin to feel deeply, feel deeply. God, let the thoughts that we think in our heart, let that be how we are. And God, right now, we choose a feeling. We choose this feeling. We choose to feel in love with our spouse and in love with everyone, God. We choose this feeling. We choose it every moment. We choose it every day, God. Even when the inevitable, invariable, uh, intranquility show up, God, we, we choose to dismiss those things out of hand. And Lord, we release and allow your blessing to come. We allow ourselves, we afford ourselves the, the opportunity and the privilege that it is to be blessed by you. We are conscious and aware that we walk in it, and God will never not walk in it again. We will never not walk in our abundance or authority again. God, we make a choice today for that to be in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.